Hi, I'm Darcy T. Kelly, and this is Storytime with Darcy. In every episode, you hear a piece of my own short fiction. I'm an eclectic writer, so you may be surprised by the genres and situations. But what these stories have in common is their exploration of big ideas. In February last year, we read Heart Disease. Dis-ease. As Valentine's Day called for a romance, but more importantly, in honor of Organ Donation Month. If you haven't signed your donor card, please consider doing so today. And while you're at it, schedule a blood donation appointment. The past year has shown how interwoven we are as a human species. Instead of spreading fear and disease this year, let's spread love and health. This February... I've chosen to look at love in a different way, through a fable, Frankie and Freddie Froggy's Fabulous Fairy. Please join me in welcoming our three guests today. Alison Morrow is a listener-turned-guest. She loves teaching and public speaking, and I was delighted when she reached out with interest in becoming a voice on the pod. Desmond Branscombe also joins us today. The Branscombe name should be familiar by now, as Desmond is the fourth child with that name to lend his voice to my stories. I love my nieces and nephews. Our final guest today is the always wonderful Nicholas Ewan, who takes on not one, but two character voices. If you're a new listener, Nick is a regular guest here. Check out October 2020's Diary of a Dead Man or last month's The Value of a Journey, to hear more of his work. The only content warning today is some poorly performed tongue twisters. I hope you find my stumblings trigger nothing more than light mirth. Frankie and Freddy Froggy's Fabulous Fairy by Darcy T. Kelly With a flourish of flipper and stone, Freddy drives the second porcupine quill through the birch bark banner, pinning it between two saplings to shout at passers-by, Frankie and Freddy Froggy's fabulous fairy. Alongside the bombastic sign is a crudely drawn image of a full frontal Freddy Froggy, mid-leap. There can be little doubt that Freddy commissioned the banner without Frankie's consent, the elder brother being much too morose for such ostentatious displays. Freddy takes a moment to admire his likeness before turning to Frankie. We're officially in business. He skips a stone and saunters to the stump his sibling squats beside. Draping his long libs across a log disrupts the stack of leaves and quills Frankie had laid out for bookkeeping purposes. A croak vibrates deep in Frankie's throat as he sucks the hollow stem straw of his pond water and plankton smoothie. Yeah. He deadpans putting the empty acorn cup down and straightening the piles. Just look at the line of customers. With a harumph, Frankie lumbers to the banner, scratches at an empty corner, adding no scorpions in bold letters, and returns to the log. You can't say that! Freddy rushes over and tries to wipe away the offending words. It's... He searches for a way to explain the offense without offending anew. It's speciesist! Tell that to great-uncle Ferris. Frankie groans, pulling a fresh smoothie from the cold mud beside the stump. You might find his bones at the bottom of the river yet. While Frankie missed a few thousand grates, 
It's true that generations ago, a scorpion stung Ferris Froggy, who was kindly ferrying it across the river. It is also true that thousands of scorpions are eaten by toads every year. Of course, toads aren't frogs, just close cousins. Close enough, they equally enjoy the benefits of frog toadiness. In fact, it's an ill-kept secret that Frankie himself is the product of a frog-toad affair. While smearing a flipper of mud across the bottom of his bombastic banner, effectively erasing the offense, Freddy wonders if Frankie's parental sensitivity is the reason for his social insensitivity. The first customer to arrive at the fabulous ferry is a lone ant. Freddy, eager to stretch his legs and bubbling with customer service, leaps into action disrupting the stack of leaves and quills and overturning Frankie's latest smoothie. Frankie flicks his tongue and straightens the piles again. How do I know you won't eat me? The ant asks with a nervous glance at Frankie. We're striving for repeat customers, Freddy answers. And maybe if you're happy with our fairy service, you'll tell your colony about us. Eating you doesn't help grow our business. Satisfied, the ant climbs on Freddy's back, enjoys a delightfully dry journey across the river, and promises to recommend Frankie and Freddy Froggy's fabulous fairy to his family. When Freddy returns to the log, he asks, Any more customers? Oh, yes. We've been flooded. Frankie's rolling eyes cover a satisfied expression. Why are you such a grump? Freddy wonders aloud. It can't just be the diet. It's my nature. Freddy is dozing, dreaming of rainy days and warm ponds when the next customer arrives. No scorpions. Frankie's croak wakes his slumbering sibling. Excuse me? Yawning and stretching, Freddy focuses sleepy eyes on their new customer. You heard me. No problem! Freddy cuts Frankie off, flinging himself forward, filling the frame between Frankie and the scorpion and disrupting leaves and quills. We're happy to ferry all customers interested in crossing the river. Freddy thrusts a fresh smoothie at his brother and climbs over the log, leaves and quills spilling to the muddy ground. Don't you dare kill my brother! Frankie shouts. The scorpion pulls away from Freddy, leans menacingly across the log, pincers clicking in Frankie's face. Scorpions have mastered our nature. Can you say as much? Frankie frets between fright and flight. There is fire in his eyes and irrational anger in his heart. Yet he swallows with an audible gulp and instinctively draws away from the sworn enemy he just met. Freddy freezes, eyes bulging, unsure what comes next. Unexpectedly, an unnoticed ant interrupts. Excuse me, it squeaks. Have you seen my comrades? In its worry and distraction, the ant has yet to notice the tableau. We were heading this direction, but got separated. I'm starting to worry. The ant's voice trails off as three heads swivel in its direction. Never mind, you're clearly in the middle of something. Freddy climbs on the log, long arms and flippered fingers pressing the frog and scorpion apart. No problem, Freddy flusters. 
We're happy to ferry all customers interested in crossing the river. Right? He shoots his brother a piercing glance. Frankie still steams at the scorpion. Returning his attention to the ant, Freddy continues. In fact, I ferried an ant to the other side earlier today. Only one? The ant is torn between relief and disappointment. The scorpion alone notices the fire blink out of Frankie's eyes as they dart between the ant and Freddy. Freddy's face falls as he nods. He starts to reach for the ant, wanting to hug it, but reconsiders and lets his arms drop. Losing family is heartbreaking. Have you seen any more ants, Frankie? I... Frankie Froggy draws himself together as he stammers, searching for sarcastic escape. His eyes dart between the ant's mourning, Freddy's heartbreak, and the scorpion's accusation before going cold. I haven't seen anyone. The frog is clearly lying. The scorpion crosses pincered arms over chest, shaking her head. Frankie never lies. At Freddy's defense of him, Frankie wiggles, burying himself in the mud. Frankie clamors to his brother. With flippers holding Frankie's face above the ground, he implores, Tell them! Tell them about your diet! About going vegan! Tell them! <sighs> She's right, Freddy. Frankie flicks his tongue, capturing the ant and swallowing. Freddy releases his brother, stomach roiling. Before sinking completely into the mud, Frankie shrugs. It's my nature. Frankie and Freddy Froggy's Fabulous Fairy is the first fable I've written. Oh, even that was a tongue twister. The challenge it was written for assigned a comedy, and after a few false starts, this fable is what came out. I enjoyed the freedom to build exaggerated characters to tell the story. Which character did you most relate to? I hope you enjoyed this episode of Storytime with Darcy. If you have, help me keep the podcast going by sharing it. Leave a five-star rating, write a review, or give us a shout-out on social media to help more people find us. If a friend is looking for something new to listen to, suggest Storytime with Darcy. If an episode makes you think of someone in particular, send it their way. Every time you share, it makes a difference. Thank you, Allison, Desmond, and Nicholas for joining me today. If you, dear listener, would like to become a voice on Storytime with Darcy, please reach out. My eclectic stories need a variety of voices, and yours will be a welcome addition. Thank you for listening. To read more of my stories and perhaps inspire my next one, check out my website, www.darcytkelly.me. That's D-A-R-C-I-E-T-K-E-L-L-Y dot M-E. And join me on Facebook at Darcy T. Kelly. If you're interested in purchasing a copy of Musings, a collection of short stories, get in touch, either through Facebook or email. And please subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for future episodes of Storytime with Darcy. Until next month, stay well and keep smiling. <laughs>